American Craftsman Podcast is sponsored by Bits and Bits. In their shop in Oregon, Bits and Bits manufactures a wide range of spiral router bits from one-eighth inch shank to half-inch shank, from one thirty-second inch cutting diameter to half-inch cutting diameter. They make upcut, downcut, compression bits, and more. They're used in router tables, handheld routers, and CNC machines, from hobbyists to production shops. They coat their bits in a Astro coating, proprietary nano coating designed to keep the bit running cooler, prolonging the sharpness of the cutting edge. They're the only factory authorized dealer to Astro coat white side router bits. Their expanding line of white side bits ranges from spiral flush trim bits to roundovers, chamfers, rabbiting bits, and more. They're a festival dealer stocking mainly router and domino related accessories and consumables. You can check them out at bitsbits.com and use our coupon code American Craftsman to save yourself 15%. All right, we're back. Back and better than ever. Well, I don't know about that. I'm doing pretty bad. <laughs> that's that's my optimism. <laughs> I shouldn't say it. I'm not doing bad. But I've been better. We we're sore. We're sore. Yeah, it's uh these boxes are um they're kicking our ass. Yeah. But it is what it is. No regrets. None. So, uh, figure, well, I guess we should announce, we didn't even talk about it, announce the winner of um, last week's question of the month. Oh, Is that yeah. what we're going to call it? Question of the question month. Question of the month. We literally just finished recording that episode, um, and we didn't even we didn't even talk about it. So, let's, here, we'll, uh, let's review. There's really a lot of tension in the air now, those of them that are, you know, in the, in the running. Yes, we had David with his question about the finish. Okay. Uh, Nicholas with the two-parter about the track saw and the side, the uh, scribing mm -hmm. to the floor. Matt Viz with the side panel. Chad with the no social media. Uh, Ron, sorry, no offense, you're out. Because that wasn't a question, technically. <laughs> it's a statement. Scott, Scott with the um, hand tool, power tool question. Mm -hmm. Keith with the online learning question. Mm -hmm. And Andrew with the uh, how do you go about developing relationships question. Okay. Do you have a, do you have a favorite? Let's see. Andrew, you're out. Sorry. Scott, sorry, you're out. I think we, we had that one before. Chad, let's say uh, so we got Keith, I say, is in the running. Chad's in the running. Uh, Matt, I don't know. I'd say Matt's out. Nicholas. Which one was Nicholas's? Traxall and the, oh. you're out. And David. David, you're out. So it's between Chad, Chad and Keith. My my early pick was going to be for Chad. Yeah, when I read Chad's when it came in, I was like, this has to be the best question that we'll get. Because <laughs> it is. It's a, you know, it's... Um, it's imaginative. Yeah. It's not... Um, it's not what type it's, saw it's, blade are you guys using nowadays? Yeah, it's easier hand cutter or router cut dovetails. We got, I think we got that question <laughs> fifty times in season one. I'm like, did you listen to any of the previous episodes? We answered this already. But I thought Keith's was another one that was pretty good. That yeah. you know, that was easily too easy to expound, 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 expound upon. But I don't know. Chad's is a little more uh, inventive. Yeah. I think we got a winner. Well, you heard it first. The inaugural winner of question of the month is Chad from Chad's Custom Creations. Yeah. I guess we'll let you find this out on your own. We won't tell. We won't uh, tell you. Yeah. You have to listen to, to see that you were announced as winner. And yeah. Then they, and then uh, send yeah, so us. So here's the rules. Yeah. When you hear it, you got to send us your address. <laughs> we're not gonna go out we're not gonna go hunting you down yeah so if you win this is for all the next 11 months if you're one of those winners and you hear your name called then you gotta email us your address so if if Chad doesn't listen and he doesn't get back to us it must go to Keith then as the 
the next. Yeah, what's the cutoff though? Yeah, three weeks. Oh, until the next one. Yeah, that's fair. It's got three weeks. All right, Chad, give us your address. You're on the clock. Actually, probably have it because you sent us something before. <laughs> yeah, but that doesn't count. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to have to go digging for it. Um. So, figure we do like a a shop update. I think that's what we did. I think we did that the second week last time. But there's no yeah. rules. We could do whatever we want. Yeah. So what did what uh what happened today? Oh my God, we're we're proud owners. Yeah. Well, at least proud purchase purchasees. Yeah. We don't purchasers. We don't know how happy we'll be yeah. quite yet. You know, it's it's a shot in the dark almost. Yeah, so we won two auctions today, one on a on an edge bander, and one on a sliding table saw. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about both those purchases. Yeah, so we originally we were bidding on a on a Holzer Sprint from 2003, um, and it looked super clean, in really good shape, came with uh, you know some glue and stuff. And it just ended up, it went too high. It sold for uh, $3,402. Our high bid was, well, we, we, that was us bowing out. Our high bid was $3,302. Originally, we wanted to stay at like $2,500 was our starting point. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, we realized that we wanted it. We got better keep bidding. Yeah. But wasn't competitive. We just had to back out. There were two other edge banders that were ending at the same time, 1.30 PM. One of which, uh, one was a Sahisa. Never heard of it. I had seen the name a couple times before. Um, and that looked like really old, like maybe early, late eighties or something. Mm -hmm. Um, but then there was this Brant. It's a KD68 Optimat, and I mean, Brandt Optimat's a huge name in edge banding. It's, you know, one of the bigger names. They're still making them, I think, right? Oh, the yeah, 68. yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so this is from 1996. I mean, it's definitely old, um, and it definitely looks old, but it, you know, looking at the pictures, it looks pretty clean. Um, it was up for, it was at 150 while the Holzer, you know, went past what we were willing to pay. So we're like, all right, well, we'll bid on it. And we ended up getting it for 650 bucks. So that's cheap. Oh, yeah. So it can't be that bad for 650 No. As long as it works. Um, You know, it's super old school. Oh, this has a little tiny LCD screen. Yeah. Probably gives yeah. you the temperature. <laughs> um, Not the outdoor temperature. Right. <laughs> the glue pot temperature. <laughs> Time and temperature. So T D bank. We'll uh we'll see what that thing, you know, what it's all about when we get it. Let's see. Is was it made in Austria? This one's actually yeah. made in Germany. So yeah. Not bad. For six hundred and fifty bucks. That's that's you I can't mean, go wrong. Dirt cheap. Can't go wrong. I've seen similar stuff being sold around here. And in super rough, dirty shape, has been sitting for a long time for, you know, more than that, double, triple that, at least. Oh, yeah. I mean, beginning at two grand. Yeah. And then uh, at two o'clock ending, we had this Minimax slider. So it's a, uh, it says 118 inch. I guess it's just shy of 10 feet. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But really, you can hang as much. Oh, yeah. Well, that means it only goes that way. Right. 118. Past the blade. Right. Well, is that to the center of the blade? I th I think that means to cut it. With the blade all the way up? Probably. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, we don't work with 10-footers all that, all that often. Um, Minimax slider, 1999. Uh, the bid was at 1,052 for like... Uh, at least 24 hours, right? Yeah. Because I mean, we as put long in as our I bids remember. yesterday or our initial bids. And then there was no action on these things until, you know, 
probably about nine, 10 o'clock today. So this one is struck on till 2.40. Yeah, because so eight additional five-minute periods. So if you bid within the last five minutes of the auction, they extend it by another five minutes. Right. So this bastard that we were going up against just kept bidding. Yeah, we don't know if it's an actual person or a reseller or what, who... We don't know who the typical buyers are on these things, but it was only one other person bidding against it. Yeah. Um, and we've been looking for a slider for at least, I don't know, what, a month? I mean, actively looking for probably probably since whenever we started with the shop, which yeah. is two months now. Yeah. Um, and so we got this for thirty nine oh two, And... I mean, that's cheap considering what we've been looking at. Yeah, there's nothing comparable even close to that available. No, I mean, you are you could buy like an old Altendorf with no scoring motor for 3500 or like a that, rusty... Sitting in a puddle. <laughs> yeah, literally sitting in a puddle in the picture for like 2500 So, you know, it's more than we had hoped to spend, but a good deal. Um, I think it comes with... blade does I'm sure it's shot yeah so it's a three uh seven and a half horsepower three phase for the main motor three quarter horsepower for the scoring basically we just need something that slides and has a scoring blade that's the criteria yeah and cuts full sheets of plywood yep so it's not the most advanced saw but it's not not all that old. And it looks like it's in pretty good shape. Yeah, and it's Italiano. Yep. Used a couple Mini Max. Oh, they got a little integrated dust collector switch there. Is that what that is? Just like a light switch. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, pretty happy about those. All in. We're at, uh, uh, what did it come out to for the Mini Max? It's like almost 5000 total with the um, buyer's premium, they call it. Yeah, so 3902 was our bid. 15% buyer's premium, another 585.30. 200 bucks to load it. Tax exempt, that's 468730. Still less than add another 400 for the freight. You know, it's going to cost us eight, well, call it 500. Add 500 for the freight, you're at 5100. 5,200, still uh, less than we've been able to buy for locally. Yeah, I mean, you're, we're looking at 10 grand as an entry point around here. For used saws, yeah. Yeah, yeah there's a couple SCMIs. This is an SCM Minimax, which I, I, don't, I don't know. I'm so confused with the SCM and the SCMI and the SCM Minimax, and I can't keep track of what's what and who. Yeah. You know those Italians. Yeah, that, well, the SCMI stuff is, isn't that German? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Tom had a uh, had a Minimax bandsaw. Yeah, yeah. But it cut so bad. It wasn't set up well. It cut so bad. Cut cut three quarter inch shelf fronts out of this. Uh... Yeah, so that's that's the news of the day. Yeah. So that was yeah that <clears throat> transpired right before uh, well right before this we recorded last week's episode but right before that. I was actually bidding while I was driving. I had my laptop connected to my phone. <laughs> and it was sitting on the on the thing. Because we bid 3701. And then we're like, oh, we can't wait for this to end. We got to go do the podcast. So then we, we were leaving. I got in my truck. I was like, I better check it real quick. And the guy had just bid. And we were going to tap out. And I was like, we can't lose this for 200 bucks. I'm going to give it one more, just one more bid. And we won. Yeah, I love it. I love it for two hundred bucks. I mean, yeah, I'm I'm totally psyched. Had another small win today. We uh, <clears throat> we we didn't talk about the forklift. No, did we? No, because no, that was Monday. Wait, was that this Monday? Uh, yeah. Man, this has been a freaking week. Yeah, we're just spending that cash. Yeah. 
Bought a forklift on Monday. <laughs> we got that for forty two fifty, which was a good deal. Got got it picked up and delivered for two fifty, which is another good deal, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, thing weighs eleven thousand pounds. Yeah, that was that was an adventure trying to figure out how to transport a forklift because you can't just put it on any old even a car trailer. Yeah, yeah, and then you need something to tow it. I mean, you yeah. need a thirty five hundred probably. Well. At least. I don't even know yeah. if 3,500 goes up to 11,000 plus a trailer. Yeah. A uh, big, wait, heavy oh, wait, trailer. No, yeah, because Keith was telling me his truck is a 2,500. That'll do 12,000 pounds. Uh, so, yeah, you need like a, a 25 or a 3,500 truck just to tow it. Yeah. And a trailer that can hold 11,000 11, pounds. pounds. So then you got the weight of the trailer plus the... The forklift. So what's the trailer weigh? 2,000 pounds, 3,000 pounds? Yeah. So the 2,500 is probably not big enough. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so at the new shop, the overhead door is like completely disconnected. The panels are just sitting inside the, you know, the wheels are just in the track and the panels are just sitting on top of one another. I guess they did that so that people couldn't, couldn't get inside. I don't know. Well, they took the... The track off the ceiling. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm assuming they did that because they didn't want anybody yeah. to be able to just lift the door up. Yeah. Because the spring is, you know, what makes the door able to be open because it's, I mean, it's heavy otherwise. So we had to take it out piece by piece. It was like six, five or six panels. Mm-hmm. Probably, it must be six. Um. So we took them out. We drove the forklift in. Then we had to put them back in. <laughs> we got to go put that thing back together. All the looks like all the parts are there. Yeah. But yeah, so this morning, um, we met uh, this guy, Carlos, over there. He works for our landlord, managing all his properties. So he's coming in to uh, clear the place out. They're going to fix the ceiling where, you know, I think we said that the roof was replaced, but before that it was leaking and stuff. So there's there's insulation hanging down and spots where the um, sheetrock was damaged. I'm assuming they must have torn sheetrock down at some point mm -hmm. because... There's a bunch of spots where it's missing, so they're going to get that all buttoned up, uh, going to replace or fix the windows, the doors. So it's good to see that all that stuff's getting moved on. And clean all the crap out. Yeah, where the homeless people were sleeping. Yeah, and the animals were living. Yeah. Um. Oh, and yeah, the thing is, like, we've been going in there, and all the breakers are on, and we know that there's power because there's GFIs with... Um, with lights on and stuff, but like we couldn't get the lights to turn on and, you know, we had the big Makita light and Carlos was like, man, I'm going to have to figure out, you know, how to get lights in here. And then when his guy came, they took the cover off the panel and all the light, all the lights are all plugged into outlets on the ceiling. You know, they're just like regular fluorescent, um, hanging shop lights. <clears throat> they had the wires were were off and wire nutted from the breakers for some reason. That may may have been to deter the homeless folks from plugging in their their things, like their clock radio and their CD players and stuff like that. <laughs> clock radio. <laughs> their iPhone chargers. <laughs> what? What? You don't have a clock radio? <laughs> no. Um. Yeah, but those are on the ceiling. I know, but you see, remember when we tried all the ones that were down on the wall? Yeah, the GFIs were working. They were right there. Right. Oh, that's true. The GFIs, but those were new, weren't they? Well, they weren't that new because hmm. he hasn't done any work in there. Yeah, that kind of that kind of blows my theory out of the water. And they have I was, a, li a green light right on them that's yeah. just screaming like, "Hey, I'm a I'm a functioning I'm outlet." Working, yeah, because I was thinking that maybe those wall outlets that I tried were on the same circuit and uh, you know maybe they disconnected the circuits like that Yeah, but if those GFIs are there that kind of negates that point doesn't yeah. it? That's probably why they had the mattress set up right there because they were charging all their uh, clock radios yeah. on the GFIs. Watching TV It's a good thing our power, where the power's not in our name yet. They were probably like showing movies projecting them up onto the wall they were probably watching bum fights. <laughs> they were probably conducting bum fights yeah. there. 
it was a fight club going on before we took over that place was used as a fight club i wonder what the status of the gas is uh, oh yeah can tell everybody about that we did the uh, last oh yeah we, yeah. we did we cut did the we restoration of service restoration yeah. a couple people got and messaged me and it was like yeah i was like we figured it out after because our service was retired right it was retired uh three years ago um which I think is right before our landlord bought the building. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that was that was a real good uh, sign that yeah. Carlos got those lights. Because we were thinking, like, we're going to have to get an electrician in. We have to get an electrician in no matter what, but we're like, we're going to have to get them in just to get lights to be able to work in here first. Um, so that's good. Because the way it is, there must be, like, 20... Or more outlets up on the ceiling, and then the the hanging lights are plugged into those outlets. Yeah, it's like six or seven circuits. Yeah. So with LEDs, I mean, man, we could hang dust uh, things all over the place. Yeah. We gotta start keeping an eye out for those. Yeah, like the like the old red one we have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because there's six or seven circuits, and yeah, however many outlets. The LEDs you can string together and they, they draw like no power. So mm -hmm. you don't need that many. You know, they were going to blow breakers with all those fluorescent lights. So they had to have that many circuits. So, yeah, that's good. Yeah, good point. Yeah. I, so it was a good day over at the shop. Yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. And, uh... I, I think you greased the tracks a little bit. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, so we met Carlos. Really nice guy. And, um, you know, he asked a lot of questions as to, like, what... Sorry, move my microphone around. As to what we wanted done. And, you know, obviously, we'd like him to replace everything in the whole place if we could. But, you know, obviously, we agreed to certain terms in the lease as to what, you know, what the landlord's required to do. So we don't want to overstep... Um, any of that stuff. Yeah, and he's going to talk to him. about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we left. I was like, oh man, I was like, we got to send some lunch down there when, because he had a guy showing up. So we sent, you know, some pizza and some garlic nuts and some soda and stuff because that's how stuff gets done. And, you know, they, that stuff went over there at noon. And then I got a text that, let's see. At 12.57 of the picture with the lights on. <laughs> so for 25 bucks, we got work on lights. <laughs> That's how we roll. And even if it didn't get us working lights. It's still know? the nice thing to do. Yeah, he was a nice guy. He's working on our building. You know, you want to be appreciative even though, you know, he's not working for us. He's working for the landlord. But it still. sets the tone. Yeah. Yeah. So I, when, you know, when the question comes up between him and the homeowner, uh, the landlord about, well, should we fix this this way or fix it this way? Well, hopefully he's going to be in our corner. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> it also, he seemed genuinely concerned about what we wanted and expected. Yeah. Which I thought was really cool. Yep. Um, yeah. So that, a lot of big forklift, slider, edge bander, lights. Yeah. Started yeah. laying out the tools, uh, infusion or floor plan. Man, it fills up so fast. Yeah. I think we're going to probably have a lot. Well, not probably. We're going to have a lot of nice space between the tools. It's going to feel great. Oh, yeah. I mean, it looks, looks full on here, but. You know, like, okay, so we got saw stop and joiner there. Right now, I think we have, what, 36 inches maybe? Yeah, there's there's usually about three feet in between the the aisles there. That's 159 inches on here. <laughs> What's that, 14 feet? Uh, 160, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, I mean, we got yeah. eight feet here. <laughs> That's our that's our eight by eight assembly table I drew in. Oh man, I did don't have the laser in here yet. I don't have the uh, edge sander either, but that edge sander's got to go. Yeah, 
did its job. Yeah. It's doing its job. Just plop it right here or something. I, I tried to keep this area clear for the forklift to maneuver. You know, that way. Pull up here yeah, to apply the rack in. and then drive in here and then maybe you got to pull out this way or something. Yeah, you got to make it so you can navigate in there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the van at some point might have to go on, out onto the street with ex, uh, extreme camera <laughs> coverage. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what about our neighbor? We didn't tell that story. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> so when we're over there on Monday, um, the the shop is on a corner. We'll change the names to protect the innocent. Yeah. Um, the shop is on a corner, so we parked on the on the side. It's on Main Street and Randolph. Randolph. I want to say Rudolph. Randolph. So we parked on Randolph, and uh, we because the we wanted the tow truck with the forklift to be able to pull up on Main Street, <clears throat> and the overhead doors on Main. So, you know, it'd be good if we, well, I don't think the trucks would make that turn. I was going to say if we had the overhead door on Randolph. Yeah. But that's, that's a whole reconfiguration. Um, so, yeah, I, uh, there was a beer can in the road, so I picked it up and I went to throw it out. There was a garbage can on the, on the opposite corner of Randolph. So I threw it out and then a lady is walking down Randolph, turned the corner in front of the shop and I, I was walking behind her back to the overhead door and I could see she was looking in. So I said, oh, hey, good morning. She's like, oh, hey, what's uh, what's going on here? I said, oh, we're moving in uh, next month. You know, we make furniture or whatever. She goes, oh, I live next door. And she's telling me about how, you know, it's, uh, she's like, oh, yeah, I saw you guys uh, had it all cleared out. I think we might have talked about that last week. We had a guy come cut it, cut all the stuff down. Um, you know, my husband's been cutting that grass for 20 years and... We used to find empty liquor bottles and purse with pill bottles in it and this and that. And, you know, we used to see the homeless people, the squatters go in there and I call the cops and blah, blah, blah. So she's a kindly older woman. Yeah, yeah. She, yeah, she had to be like, you know, maybe early 70s or something. Yeah. Late 60s, early 70s. Her name was uh, Pammy, we'll call her. Pammy. Pammy. Um, so she goes walking down the street, you know. On a merry way. Right. And we're dealing with the forklift. He shows up. And then she come, she's coming back down the street. I say, oh, I should give her a card. So I grab the card. And um, she walks up. I say, oh, here, I want to give you this. And she's like, oh, yeah, thanks. In her little plastic, she had a clear plastic shopping bag. It's like eight little airplane <laughs> bottles full of vodka. It's, it's 1030 in the yeah, morning. 1030 in the morning. <laughs> I was like, oh, God. <laughs> Hello, neighbor. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, it's like a, such a sweet old lady. <laughs> I thought maybe she was like a little senile at first. I think she no, was just drunk. She was just drunk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, oh God. Oh man. So that's our new buddy, Pammy. Yeah, Pammy. Pammy's probably gonna be knocking on the door, looking for her stuff. You know, hey, you guys got a, any uh, sugar? I need a cup of sugar. Yeah. Got a bottle. Oh <laughs> Bacon and cake. As long as she brings some cake. You know, Mark Chen is in my junk mailbox constantly. Oh, man. From Alibaba. And the ropes. The rope saga. Hey, we used a couple of those hooks. Yeah, at Maker Camp. <sighs> so, yeah, um, aside from the... New shop stuff. We're still working on the boxes. My God. It's, uh... The sanding is is turned out to be the real uh, time consumer. All the sanding stages. Would you say that the sanding has been glamorous? Hell no. I, I don't even know how you make sanding glamorous. Well, truth of the matter is that you can't. Trust us. We've been trying since 1902. Yeah. 3M, that is. Yeah, but but we can make it faster and cleaner thanks to 3M Extract Abrasives. All of 3M's abrasives are loaded with 3M science, and these discs will get the job done fast. Yeah, the long-life disc means 
you won't spend as much time changing discs. And thanks to the amazing net construction, you can sand in your Sunday best and still look clean when you're done. You know, my Sunday best is kind of like my Friday yeah. worst. Uh, basketball shorts and old t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. My boots and pants. But, but I digress. I want you to go now to 3M.com. Go.3M. I want you to go now to go.3M.com slash extract four to request a sample or to just buy it now. Go. Please go now. It helps uh, helps out the podcast. They're going to see if you went because that is our own link. It is. They're tracking this. And that link is go. the number three, letter M dot com slash X-T-R-A-C-T-4. You'll find 3M Extract Cubitron 2 Net Disc 710W, the most advanced sanding disc ever made, and its little brother, the 3M Extract Disc 310W. 3M Extract, sand less. Say it with me. Make, make more. more. Thanks, 3M. Yeah, thank you, 3M, for believing in us. Yeah. <laughs> These got to be the best ads you guys are getting out of anybody. <laughs> At least I hope so. Yeah. I um, hope people are going. Yeah. Go a couple times. Yeah. It's like voting. Don't forget. It's go.3m.com <laughs> slash extract four. Go now. Um, Yeah, man. A lot of sanding. Started. Uh, so Rob now is, is hitting all the boxes on 240 on the edge sander. And then I'm taking them. I'm sanding them back to 120 with the orbital, you know, to get rid of any of those lines. Um. Which is pretty quick. Yeah. All the sanding belts got delivered, I believe. Yeah, I saw. I Thank saw, God. Yeah. yeah, so we got new belts. Uh, you know, we only had two in 240. It wasn't even, you know, just one of those things slips through the cracks. I wasn't even thinking about it. So I ordered like 10 more, mm -hmm. you know, whatever we don't use, we'll just send back. But, um, and you have to buy them. They only have it in, unless you want to wait in three packs. So it's like a 120, a, an 80, a 120, and a 240. So oh, we're going to have, we'll be like, have so many sanding to, uh, belts for that sander that sucks. You know what? But with the, with the new sandpaper on it, I was blowing through those boxes. Yeah. 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 I mean, you did like a hundred in like an hour. I, I mean, it was, I was like, wow, this is what it's like having good paper. Yeah. So then, yeah. So I'm hitting them with the 180. I'm giving them like an eight count on each side. Yeah. So that's like, uh, you got your yeah. rhythm going over there now. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm fully locked in. It's just a hand cramps. It's or, taxing on the body. Like, man, you can't, you can't get like, I, I was starting to worry last night. Like my, <laughs> my hand, because like the thing with the, the edge sander is you grab the box and the corners are kind of like digging into your palm. Yeah. And you got to, you know, as the as the paper wears out, you got to apply more and more pressure to get any effectiveness. And, like I went to bed last night, my right hand was still tingling. Oh my god! <laughs> like, oh I said, I hope I wake up in the morning. Yeah. So I got a feeling in my hand. It's like locked into a yeah. fist. That's how I woke up uh, when I first started doing carpentry. You know, I, I worked in restaurants, so, like, I used my hands, but but not, you know, like, swinging a hammer for yeah. eight hours a day. And I would wake up, and I wouldn't oh, be able to make a fist. Little claw hand, yeah. Because I think, you know, all these tendons in my hands were, like, swollen, and they couldn't pop through the little <laughs> channels, you know, that go between your oh, wrist bones. So I'd have to, like, like pop it through. So you made those little floorboards to mix up, you know, the yeah to, for the legs. Yeah, so... You know, when you stand flat-footed like that, it starts to hurt your feet and your back. So I made these little uh, boards with basically a piece of half-inch plywood with some strips of half-inch nailed to it just at, like, random spots. So when you shift your feet, your feet are always finding a new sort of uh, position over these things. So, you know, your feet don't get tired. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it seems to work. My feet aren't nearly as tired. They make mats that have like a weird, irregular surface uh, like that. But yeah. yeah, I think that's a big misconception. Like just because you're standing on something soft doesn't mean that it's not going to hurt your, 
Yeah. You know, over time. I didn't call know them anti fatigue mats, but I mean, you got to keep moving. Yeah. And, but even if you keep moving, you're still just going back to the same flat footed ah. position. So, you know, these have are spaced differently. So if my foot is here, it's, you know, it's those two things are splitting my foot in one spot. But if I move six inches to the right, it's splitting them in two different right. spots. Right. So you're always having to keep them engaged and whatever. Um, so yeah, that's helping. I actually was adding pieces underneath to like, okay, now I'm up three quarters of an inch higher. So now I got to, all of my body positions needs to change slightly. Yeah. Just to mix it up, you know, changing the angles and stuff. Yeah. So that's helping. But there's light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. I mean, we'll be done eventually. Yeah. Next week. Sometime. Can't last forever. No. I think I have uh, 200 and what is it, 236? Yeah, that's like a quarter of the way there. Then I got to have three full, <clears throat> three full rows. I think three you full do. Stacks 78 times three. It's 221 plus 24. Yeah. 235. Yeah, 240 minus six. So 245, sand it to 180. We still got to sand the finger groove area. Yeah, that's hand by hand, but I made a bunch of little sticks with 180. Yeah. Stuck to them. So that'll be good for that. Yep. So about a quarter of the way done with the 180 sanding. Yeah, with the new sandpaper, I imagine I'll finish the box that I'm working on. Uh, see, there's one more box and I think a handful of the cherries to go through the 240. Um, that'll probably take a little over an hour, I would say. it's a, And then onto the walnut. I'll yep. probably, I'd probably be able to get about two boxes of walnut done tomorrow and a 200 and change. Yeah, because I could easily do three over 300 with new paper. Oh, yeah. I think, yeah, the walnuts <laughs> only take 90 minutes a box. Yeah. Because if the cherries are taking so, an hour. Oh, tomorrow's Friday. Shit. Yep. Oh my God. Yeah, I'm gonna come in Saturday for a little bit. Yeah. I'm just try and get ahead because we got Oktoberfest, Hayfield Oktoberfest party next week. Oh man. I wanna get these boxes done before that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I may have to do a little Saturday um explosion. Yeah, plus my wife yesterday I came home, she's like, Oh, so and so they're gonna have like a couple's <laughs> thing on Saturday. <laughs> Now we know. Now we know. Ralph's actually coming over Saturday afternoon, so, so I like, could I yeah. could work in the morning. Hugo's coming to chop up that tree and get oh, rid nice. of it. Nice. So now, so we. I don't know. I don't think he can back a trailer in there. I don't think he's skilled enough to back a trailer into the driveway. Probably just chuck him over the fence. Yeah. You know. I'll ask him what he wants to do. You know, maybe we'll oh, move. you put Nick inside, they could bring it out the front, too. Yeah. Yeah, I'll just put put the dog in the house and see what he wants to do. Maybe have to move the van. Who knows? But I don't think he can get the, I don't think he can get the van back, uh, a trailer back there. Because he always parks in Food Town when he does the grass cutting. Oh, uh, yeah. He doesn't even drive into the driveway. Yeah. <laughs> we could loan him that four by eight. Yeah. thing if he wants. Yeah, we'll see what he wants to do. He's going to cart that dead tree away and all that debris in the corner. That's firewood. Yeah, well, they can take it. <laughs> um, yeah, so maybe we can... I'll finish, you know, the walnuts on Saturday. Uh -huh. That would give us uh, some a nice perspective on Monday. Yeah. Then you can get into... Uh... <laughs> The hand sanding. I know. <laughs> but, but listen, like you said, you know, it's not going anywhere. It might as well, might as well just, uh, you know, put on the big boy pants and do it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Dreading it, it doesn't help. No. So just try and 
keep it all in perspective, putting putting on some podcasts and some music. Yeah. The my soundtrack on Amazon's totally butchered. I don't know what happened. I put on that seventies R and B playlist once and now it's just like no, you can't one thing it. after the other. That it's it's all it's playing. And that's not good to sand to. No. Oh man. I I've been getting a lot of uh uh Fela, a lot of rage against the machine. Mm. Um you know that that'll keep you moving. John is very good to uh John, yeah. To sand to. I like John. Animals is leaders, I should put that on tomorrow. Yeah, you got to you got to tell it what you want sometimes. It's good too if you're keeping account to have something that doesn't have any words. Ah, uh, at least for me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you sing and play music at the same time, so it's probably it's Yeah, it doesn't it's a little can be too much for me. I get distracted. <laughs> well, what happens sometimes I'll just lower the volume, you know, so that's more going on in the background. Mm. Every now and again, I'll I'll play it louder so I could hear it above the machines, as if I'm like really listening to it. Yeah, I try and drown out all the uh, yeah, all the sounds. If it's too loud, it, yeah, it can be a little um, distracting. Next thing you know, it's like, oh shit, I didn't I didn't shift. Yeah, well, I have a I do first. I do the left side, then the right side, then the top, then the back, then the bottom, then the front, and I a couple times I went from like the top to the bottom. I'm like, what the hell? I'm like, <laughs> and it takes a split second. Your mind just think you're like, Oh, yeah. what about it? It's crazy how you develop those movement routines. Yeah. I mean, now after doing all those boxes, you know, it's, it's in, it's well over a thousand, you know, having gone into the second grit, Yeah. you know, <laughs> front, front, back, top, bottom, side, side. That's 12,000 sides. Yeah. 2,000 times six. Oh. Oh. Yep. It's a lot. But, uh, so... The next round of boxes, we we have a cutoff of 500. How many edges are on a cube <laughs> or, you know, on a rectangular prism? Oh, God. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Plus the, the top has 13, different 14, yeah. So there's yeah. 14 edges I have to sand. Yeah. Aside from the six sides. Oh, my God. Well, it's, it's been a learning experience. Yeah. Yeah. And as as daunting as it all sounds, we'll do it again. Yeah. I mean, it's it's good work, and and we've learned a few things this time. You know, the difference between five hundred and a thousand is huge. Yeah. I think um, can maybe adjust the the drawing slot just ever so slightly how the top engages you know so like the ears uh are a little bit proud so i don't have to sand so much of the side to get to the ears on the top and the yep. things like that yeah i mean a better edge sander an oscillating edge sander yeah an oscillator would have been nice um but uh one with a long you know longer belt yeah that stays cooler and yeah. Because really, I mean, it should just eat that up in like two seconds, like two yeah. seconds a side. Yeah. Even then, that's 12 seconds a box, 12,000. <laughs> How many hours in 12,000 seconds? That's only three hours. Yeah. But you got to handle every box, yeah. you know, put it in the box, take it out of the box, move it, check it. Yeah, so even if you triple that though, that's only a day. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we envisioned, but it didn't turn out that way. No. But, you know, we'll get it done. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, none of the boxes are perfect, but no. They're handmade. Yeah, and they look good when they're all sanded up. Yeah. They feel good too. Yeah. No, I mean, they, they need to have some little inconsistencies, but, you know, each edge is sanded slightly different, you know, some some of the back edges are rounded over heavier than the others where mm -hmm. the where the bullnose is on the lid, depending on how 
they got sanded on the thing and you know. Oh yeah. They're all unique. There's a thousand different boxes. It's not off an assembly line. No. Uh, you know, it is an assembly line, but it's not <laughs> an assembly line of two. Right. <laughs> so it's sort of the best of both worlds. I mean, you're getting a box that's worth way more than a hundred bucks. Oh yeah. It's it sounds crazy, but it's true. I mean, think about a drawer box, how much we have to charge for a drawer box. I know. I know, just because it's small doesn't make it any less uh, w intensive as far as the work. No. I mean, in some cases, it's harder. Yeah. Dealing with those little parts. Yeah. Yeah. It's... Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, you got $10 of material in every box. That's right. As a charity. Yep. That's another 25, so 35, 65, and then we got to get paid, and then the guys, you know, who are doing it got to take a little slice. So Shipping, yeah. packaging. Well, yeah, I'm assuming that shipping was not included, but, right. oh. but yeah, the packaging, you know, they got to they gotta box them up, wrap them up with something, put them in a box, tape it up, put the label on it, bring it to the post office. Yeah, I wonder what the postmaster's going to say when they bring in a thousand boxes. Yeah. I wonder if they thought of that. Yeah. Well, can you drop something like that off at a UPS store? I would just call him. I told him I would call him for a pickup. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they do at like businesses, you know. Uh, and they are business. Yeah. So. That's true. Oh, that's good. They're going to be in the big boxes. They're going to be like. Ten big boxes. Oh no, they can't. They got to be all individual. little individual boxes. A thousand boxes. Yeah. So think that right now they're yeah. this big. Then they're going to be this big. Yeah. Yeah. I mm. mean, right now I have them on a table, and the table is uh, forty-eight by thirty-six. Yeah. And I have, so I have thirteen. I have six rows of thirteen. Is one layer. That's seventy-eight boxes. Can you keep everybody entertained for about two minutes? I think so. All right, good. So let's see. It's There's so much more pressure when you're by yourself. Um, uh, 500. Yeah, that's what I thought. Six. So it's going to be over six high just for the cherry. So it's going to be 12, 13, 13 rows high by the time we're done. And they're three and three. 13. So, yeah, it's going to be basically... 48 by 44, 36 wide, 48 deep, and 44 inches tall of boxes. And that's with no packaging. So once they end up putting those into boxes, it's going to be huge. Um, yeah. It's been a lot of work. But we're almost there. I devised like a little clothesline kind of thing for the finishing so what we'll do is we'll uh we'll rub them down with the tongue oil and the issue is kind of that when you use tongue oil and a lot of times what we would do is we put them down on little strips of wood um i'm just now getting uh old updates on the auction um you know you like finish a part and then you put it down on these little strips of wood and then what happens is the little strips of wood suck up some of the finish so you end up with lines. So what we're going to do is we actually have all these S-hooks. <clears throat> so we'll finish it and then hang it from the S-hook and, and hang it on this line. So that should work out pretty good. I'm not sure how many we're going to be able to fit on there. But uh, we should be able to finish them at a pretty good pretty good amount at once. Talking about putting the tongue oil on? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I had a 16-ounce Pellegrino and a 16 ounce coffee. You could imagine where I had to run. <laughs> well, yeah, I was saying we're in the home stretch. Definitely. Definitely. I can't wait for that feeling of, you know, putting those things <laughs> in the boxes. Yeah. We should probably get some new boxes. Yeah. Because those boxes are so dusty. Yeah, um, we haven't quite decided how we're going to get them up to Connecticut. We we have two choices. You know, we were talking about driving them up there initially, but yep. we didn't realize how far away it was. Yeah. So, 
The option is to, you know, have like a U-ship kind of guy take him up there. Yep. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we've got to kind of gauge what uh, what they were thinking because it'd be nice to see those guys and, and it whatever. It certainly but. would. I mean, I, I would love to go up there and meet them and hang out and, you know, break some bread and all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, it would certainly be worth the trip. It's just, that's a, it's a long day. Yeah, but if it's just going to be like a drop-off, then, you know. No, then we'll just send it. It'll be cheaper for everybody, I think, to do it that way. Yeah. You know, because we can't drive them up there for free, so. Because that's a long way. It is. It is. Tolls, gas, time. Yeah. You yeah. know, Adam was talking about, initially he was talking about renting a truck and driving down. But we'll figure it out. We'll see what he wants to do. Oh, yeah. Well, I think that's about all we got. We got to yeah. cut a little bit short this week. This is a pretty good episode, though. Yeah. I mean, a lot of, break, a lot of breaking news. Yeah. And this is going to be a week late, so who knows what's going to break between now and when this comes out a week from now. Yeah, and uh, we announced our first inaugural winner of the the American Craftsman Podcast Beer Glass. Yep. Sponsored by Havla. I guess technically we could say that. Yeah. So Chad, Chad's Custom Creations, congratulations. Send us your address. Yeah, and a glass will be coming down your way, Georgia way. Well, thanks for listening. Yeah, everybody take care. We'll talk to you next week. As always, Rob and I thank you for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you next week. If you want to help support the podcast, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. You can join our Patreon, or you can use one of our affiliate links in the podcast description for vesting finishes or Myoderm CBD pain relief cream. Um, again, we appreciate your support. Thanks for tuning in.